Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM 95.9. Equally capable on radio and on television, we say good evening and welcome to Tatumwing. And thank you so much for joining us here on the home straight. Such a pleasure to join you this evening. Unfortunately, I've got a bit of a flu, so I might sound a bit different, but uh, quite exciting to be here. And a beautiful piece put by Kuliso. I must say that uh, I'm quite excited just listening to it. And the excitement around the derby, the excitement around football, we're reaching that time, as we always call it, um, squeaky bum time. Mm -hmm. But all I want to say is... May the 4th be with you. <laughs> <laughs> May the 4th be with you. We'll wait until May, uh, but Kaza Chiefs fans, I suspect, are already celebrating some of them. That mm. uh, this, this thing is done and dusted. Speaking about the Soweto Derby, and we'll come to your journey and how you got into uh, sports broadcasting, but how many derbies have you done and what is it like to do a Soweto Derby? I mean, I mean you don't have to give us an exact number, but... How many you must have done? I um, remember seeing you a lot of times on my TV. I'm positively sure I've done over 10. Positively sure. I don't want to lie because yeah. I'm not sure how many I've done. Um, but I've been at uh, Supersport for, well, since 2010. Okay. And um, I used to do a lot of derbies. And truth be told, um, Musibudi, there's nothing more nerve-wracking. There's nothing more exhilarating. It's so beautiful to be on the pitch just before the Soweto Derby starts, the players come walking through the tunnel. It's got that exhilarating feeling. It's everything you can imagine, honestly. No lies. Your first one? Yeah. I don't remember my first one, but I know that uh, my knees were shaking and I don't even know how they started to lock. <laughs> <laughs> how they started to lock. But um, you know that there's an adrenaline rush when you do television. Mm-hmm. and Live television. Live television. And that is live television. And we usually do an hour or an hour and a half build up so we go big um all the cameras come out the biggest trucks come out uh, your big directors also come out so you you this short little puny uh, slice of cheese trying to do a soweto derby and i do i think i remember one of the first ones um was with rob in the center of the pitch and and there you are and literally they say okay fine we're going to cut from the helicopter to the middle of the pitch, and then it opens up to the whole entire F&B stadium, and it's just your voices. Man. It's like, wow. And then then comes in the sound of the 90,000-seater stadium. Now, now you mentioned that, and you also mentioned the fact that you've done one pregnant. I mean... Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- that is equally amazing. Um, I think when I was pregnant, I definitely didn't want to hold myself back. Um, I, I wanted to try and do as much as I could. Um, I wasn't too far along, but I certainly was close. Uh, and I, I've done a Soweto Derby pregnant, and um, it was really cool. It was yeah. a nice experience. So I guess uh, my daughter, even though she's physically not been there yet, has kind of been there. She, she's been there for, <laughs> from the beginning. She's enjoyed the Soweto Derby. But I think it's you just don't want to miss the excitement. You don't want to miss the exhilaration of the Soweto Derby. And um, the new ones doesn't grow out. Yeah, mm. yeah. And as you speak about being pregnant, I guess it's an important place to start because... Yours is a journey which will be different from my own, especially given that you are a woman in a male-dominated field. Mm-hmm. Things are changing, but when you started on TV and even further back on radio, it was still pretty much men and, and, and a boys' club. Talk to us about why you decided 
or even if you decided, maybe you fell into it because a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Decided to go into sports journalism and, and sports broadcasting. Um, I think the latter pertains to me. I kind of fell into it, but there was an, an honest, genuine love for sports. Um, I studied journalism and I'm from Pretoria, man. And I think in general, people from Pretoria like house music and some <laughs> good sporting action, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's a fair way to describe anyone. And um, growing up, my dad was a massive Kaiser Chiefs fan. If there was a big sporting event, we went to the stadium. If okay. the Blue Bulls were playing, we went and watched the Blue Bulls play. So growing up in that kind of surrounding and then being a journalist, I got to um, YFM, which is a youth radio station. And I think that's where... I realized that I could actually do something different in my journalism career. I didn't need to do a political beat. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little boring for me. It was the same old every single day lies. So um, it was the DJ Spoo show and mm-hmm. his um, sports guy didn't pitch. Okay. And literally the rest is history. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. That's what I always tell guys. When you, <laughs> when you come off the bench, make that person who's there pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, let people forget about it. So, super so that's sub how, for life. Super sub. So when you <laughs> came on that day, were you doing news before or were you doing sport? Or? I was I was doing news uh, before and I'd just come out from um, the Y Academy as an intern. So we were still doing news in the background. And my boss, my editor, Zukile Majova, thank you so much. The famous uh, Majova, yes. yes. He literally just told me, Yoena, do you know who the Blue Bulls are? I'm like, yeah. So I went down and had an argument and said, go write to Sports Bulletin. Wrote the Bulletin myself. Um, broadcast wasn't the best, I must say. Lots of nerves, eh? Thank goodness that uh, the world of social media wasn't as lit as it is today. That's all I'm going to what say. What year was this? Um, this was around about 2007, 2008. And the year is important because anyone listening or anyone who watches you on TV thinks, ah, well, you know, this person, maybe it just fell into their lap. Whoever comes here and speaks about their journey on on KFM 95.9, on the home straight um, here where we talk to a journalist once a month, a sports broadcaster, someone who's been in the industry for a long time with the view that they share uh, their learnings with those that want to be there and also share their stories. All of them, without fail, will tell you it goes back to the mid-2000s, the the 90s. We had people coming and saying it goes back to the 80s. So it's not something that happens overnight. No, it it definitely didn't happen overnight. Um, While studying journalism, I mean, that was back in like 2005. I was already a broadcaster in radio. Um, Uh, Campus radio. Campus radio. Did that a long time ago. Um, Whilst I was still... Finding my feet, we used to walk for hours with Len Muleko, sleep in studio. So it, it really is a career that we've built over a couple of years. And I honestly feel I'm only just halfway. Mm-hmm. Only just halfway. And this is spanning over a decade. Now, a lot of people will watch TV and, and, and not be familiar with all that's happening in the background. Yeah. Talk to us about the transition from radio to to, to television. Not everyone can make it, but... It is a, a, a commonly held perception that if you're good in radio, you do have a chance in live TV, but not necessarily the other way around. Is that correct? Um, you, you know, Musibudi, I think in essence, you you have to have ninety percent talent when it comes to broadcast. Um, the hard work will help a lot, but if you don't have, and you're not cut from that cloth, the magic, the magic. 
unfortunately, somehow, somewhat, you will keep on trying to knock on the door, but you have to have the magic, and the magic comes from the passion, you know. And if if you do do radio, I, I think it is an easy world to transition into um, television broadcast because it's essentially the same. It's just different timings, um, different beats. Well, uh, it's possibly more difficult because you've got someone talking in your ear as well, <laughs> do this, do that, whilst you're talking to the people yeah. or the camera which isn't always the case in radio. It's a learned skill. You know, somehow it it would be difficult. It was difficult for me the very first time. But the more you do it, it's like game time as a player. You know, you're going to get it right. There are so many other people around the world who do it. What makes you so different? What makes you so difficult? If people can get into a car and drive a car, (laughs) get onto television broadcasting and get over those first hurdles. And, you know, once you get over those, the beauty of television broadcasting is amazing. She's showing why she's been able to carve a niche for herself and make a name for herself in the world of sports broadcasting. We're talking to Tatum Wing here on the home of the Afropolitan. It's Kaya FM 95.9. She says, if people can get into a car and drive it, then why can't I do TV? And that's the sort of can-do attitude mm. that has seen her, seen her do um, scores of uh, Soweto derbies. And uh, she is growing from strength to strength. She joins us as we talk every, every month to someone who is doing the business in the world of sports broadcasting and they share their story with us. You can uh, tweet your questions at Musi Whitehead as where Pastor Tapelo says, talented and hardworking is uh, what he says there. And you can also find me there at Musi Whitehead, Musi Woody Whitehead on Facebook. And otherwise, if you want to give us a ring as well, 86 Now, we asked this when Mutsidisi was here. About a month ago. A bestie. Yes, your bestie, as you say. <laughs> Muzizi Mohono was here. And I, I'm not sure if it's more difficult or, or less so in rugby, but there is that hurdle that you need to get over initially, the, the idea of perception. You come into a field and we men think, ah, oh, she's just here because mm. she looks good. She looks good and her makeup and her eyelashes are long enough. There we go. How did you get over that? The The issue of, credibility that people will now you need to go the extra mile to show that you can do the job you know um i I won't sit here and pretend like it's been easy um and 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 say oh no just it's been difficult and it's i figured that it's it's up to everyone's personality and how you are and when you're getting into broadcasting in essence whether radio or television they've always told you that you need to have a backbone because it's tough out there and for women, you have to have a triple backbone. You better have a back brace. You better be ready for this ride because mm. it's going to be difficult. It's not only your peers who doubt you. It is the industry that doubts you, um, the coaches you speak to who doubt you. You know, sometimes, Musibudi, you'd probably ask a question to a certain coach and say, Coach, how was the game? And you say, oh, Musibudi, it was great. But if I come and ask, Coach, how was the game? What are you trying to ask me? Mm. You know, that perception is there. Oh, ah, sweetie, no, that's fine. Put the arm around you. (laughs) You know, that's happened quite a couple of times. Mm. But um, like I'm saying, I know what I got into this for because I really, really love it. And I want to be able to tell people stories and be able to have people identify. I mean, there are so many people out there who play sports every single day who love it. And it's. I think it's my duty to represent all those who think that 
a short girl from Mabopane can never. You know, most of the time I probably need like a step or a, <laughs> or like a box to stand on because I'm so short. You do, yes. You know, and perceptions are probably the biggest stumble blocks in one's career. But at some point in time, you need to work through um, those ghosts and those devils yourself because it's actually a perception you probably have of yourself anyway. So it's an inward battle that you have to start with, honestly. Because mm-hmm. everyone's always going to have a perception about you, whether you do good or bad. And if you listen, then it only takes you, listen to the bad, I mean, the, yeah. um, then it doesn't take you any closer to your goal. Yeah. But talk to me then about constructive criticism. That criticism that comes from maybe those in the industry, mm-hmm. um, someone that you trust, perhaps someone that you've worked with, who... Um, gave you some advice or that bit of advice that you felt has helped you on your journey? Um, there have been a lot of people who have given me key, key um, notches in my career with regards to what to do. And I think it's also from um, wanting to learn and, and going into something, not thinking that you know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very important in this industry. You learn every single day, even though I've been here for 10 years. There's something new that I learn every day. Listen with an, an open mind. And obviously, throw out all the BS because you can hear the BS Mm -hmm. and take the criticism that you know yourself because you know yourself, Musabudi, that, okay, this is where I'm lacking in my career. You know, you know where you can get better. So when Musibudi comes and tells me, you know, Tato, um, maybe you should rather go um, the route of giving us more stats. Maybe you should go the route of maybe giving us more about the feeling. I'll listen if it makes sense to who I am. So you really have to have an open mind. But and, and that's why this career is so beautiful. You learn every single day. New circumstances are thrown in. All of a sudden, there's a new cup competition that works differently. People are bringing out Moby, what, what's there? And, you know, so <laughs> every day it changes and you need to change with the game. And that's the beauty of it. Tata Mwing joins us here on the home of the Afropolitan. It's Kai FM 95.9. She's talking to us about her journey in sports broadcasting and how she is making a success of it, saying she's only halfway and she has much more to achieve. Young girls will be listening to some of this um, and even older women who are also making it. Uh, many, uh, some of them are having a conversation here on Twitter. Uh, she's with the SABC in Tabi saying, Mama Bolo, they are chatting there. <laughs> These are the people that we work with on a daily basis. But there'll be those who are maybe in the community radio setup, mm-hmm. campus radio, tr- knocking on television doors and they are firmly shut. Your word of advice to them, especially the young ladies. You know, when the doors are firmly shut, you should be finding out how you can open it further. Sometimes you should go to the hinges and not try and go to the handle to open it. Um, Sometimes, you know, you'll meet up with people in a networking session and think, okay, fine, here's my opportunity. Musubudi's here. I really want to come join Kaya FM. I approach Musubudi. Unfortunately, he's busy at the time. Don't take it as as a step back. Try again next time. Try give him a call. Try send him an email. Try all avenues. Make sure you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's before you throw in the towel. And if Kaya's not your place, then go look somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think giving up on your first try is your biggest stumbling block anyway. And that's why somehow, somewhat, you'll go home and think that you're not talented. But the world is actually sitting here waiting for your amazing talent. But you're just too lazy. Mm, exactly. And that's a very important part of it. Uh, being able to get back up again, even when you've been knocked down. You are now in the position, because when I first met you, it was back in 2010. <laughs> Supersport was doing goal mouth. 
It was oh, auditions yes. for commentators. And I remember that we <laughs> here at KFM, can you believe I was still at KFM in 2010? Yeah. Yes, I was. Uh, I was working with Tabiso Busia then. Uh, and I remember there was a competition being run on the show presented by Jeff Muloi where I worked as Musia's assistant then. Um, and uh, we had to go around finding people who wanted to audition as, uh, as, as commentators. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, for, for Super Tiski. Super Tiski was still new. And um, I think Bafana Mossman was one of the winners. If I'm yes, not, Bafana Mossman was one of the winners. Um, even Mapale Moloy was one of the people Mapale that I Moloy, actually interviewed yes. as well. Yeah, I did Goldmouth. Yeah. Wow. So I remember <laughs> you came to Kaya then and we, we interviewed you. And... That was a long time ago. I mean, it's 10 years ago. Um, but you now, through what you've achieved, what you've seen, the context you've made up in that decade, are in a position to help others. And you've got something coming up. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, you know, Musibidi, when you talk about young people out there who don't have that helping hand, I do realize that I could have probably gone a bit further in my career had I had someone who would have given me those tools, Mm -hmm. who would have given me advice. So um, I think it was last year after a a couple of incidents in in life and and life knocked out to me and said, hey, what are you doing with yourself? Mm. Um, I decided then I should start a foundation, the Tatumuyang Foundation. And it's basically um, a, a tool to get young ladies across South Africa who really need the help, um, the helping hand and to be the go-between between them and their stakeholders. Let's say you want to be a journalist. You don't know where to start. Um, as the Tatumuyang Foundation, we want to make sure that we build a community of girls and it's a sisterhood and we help each other. I will try and help you connect to whichever industry you want to connect to. And further on, once you get to that place, you then have to help your other sisters. So it's really just um, a sisterhood, a bond, and a loving place where we all help each other along the way. But it's it's mostly for those from disadvantaged communities. In um, media, uh, mostly, or in not media, only? In media, mostly, but not only, because obviously I will then try and get other stakeholders with pertaining to what you need and what you want. Mm-hmm. But um, I think most young women have always needed that big sister just to um, give an ear to who can actually do something about it. You know, sometimes most of the time you're sitting at home, you're complaining, but your sister can't do anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. You don't know where to go. And and I think that after 10 years, I might just have a little bit of an idea of, of how to help. And if you need that help, it's, it's basically saying that the Tatumuyang Foundation is there to help you out and hopefully... Be your transportation to your dreams. Connect you to it. Follow her at Tatomuyeng, which is T H A T O M O E N G on Twitter and everywhere else. And she will share those details about the Tatomuyeng Foundation. But if someone's listening and wants uh, more specific details, not only those who want to take advantage of uh, the services you offer, but those who say, ah, Finally, someone started a yeah. vehicle. I can offer my time because I don't want to start a foundation, but I can every now and again. I've been working for 20 years in yeah. whatever industry, and I, I can offer my services to this sisterhood. Where do they find you? Um, simply just go to my social media pages. That is on Instagram and Twitter, Tatomoyeng, T-H-A-T-O-M-O-E-N-G. Um, just send me a DM and we can converse following that. I think it is very important that we try and help our, our young sisters and create a good community of you know helping hands and that's how we grew up when we were younger Mm -hmm. Um, charity begins at home Mm -hmm. once you've made it you need to make sure you take your helping hand and bring someone else up
Yeah, and make sure that uh, you extend the opportunity to others. So it's going from now. People can contact yep, you from today? Definitely. Wow. Uh, and uh, you'll come back when you've got some events because I assume with these kind of foundations, mm-hmm. maybe they're speaking events. You invite some young people. They come, they listen, they get to network and meet potential mentors mm-hmm. and you'll keep us in, uh, updated I'll with that. I'll definitely make sure I keep you updated because it's all about that. Um, mostly holiday programs when I do know that the ah. girls do have time. Nice. You don't want to interrupt in your schooling. Uh, you also want to make sure that during those holiday times you're also focusing on your future and what you want to do and not just lulling around and doing nothing. So it's definitely going to be get-together sessions during holidays um, seasons for school and seeing what we can do for the girls out there. As we wrap up this interview with Tato Muying here on the home of the Afropolitan, it's Kai FM 95.9 sharing her Afropolitan journey with us in the sports broadcasting industry. We ask the question we always pose, where will you be in the next 10 years when you come back here for an interview with someone else not me someone will be sitting here <laughs> well Musubudi uh, looking at the trend it doesn't seem like that's going to change now it does not son <laughs> it doesn't yeah. where will so you be? perhaps um, in 10 years time I'll return um being an owner of a football club in the ABC Mutsipe League, you know, trying to get into the Glad Africa Championship. Chaser. Something like that. You know, it's, it's also been a, a, a sideline dream of mine. Um, looking at ladies like Rele Dwaba and so forth and just thinking, man, I love football. Why not have a club? But knowing the realities of running a club, you need some money. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? You, 10 years is a lot of time to make money. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a long time. There we go. So go out there and make your millions that you then pour down the drain in a football team. Hey, it's tough running gonna, a football team. You're going to be my first supporter for the club. <laughs> I promise you. I, I can, my heart is, belongs to Bafana Bafana. Hey, Baba. You can, this is going to be one team we're going to like. National team and Muyeng United. Muyeng United. <laughs> <laughs> this everything you say is being recorded by the way i need to save this bit for 10 years from now tato thank you so much uh, for joining us keep shining and uh, we look forward to the next 10 years but importantly what's happening now we look forward to the growth of your foundation oh thank you so much Musibide. i really appreciate you taking the time to chat about that and like i said go through to social media let's chat if you need any help let's see if we can do so it's the tato Myung foundation and social media is tato Myung on instagram and Twitter. And that's why she's a professional. She's sick and you can hear it in her voice, but she came in tonight and uh, put on her very best effort. That's why people like this uh, get the big games. They get the Soweto Derby. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.